0: Bobby Sylvester from Fantasy Pros. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time, you know, to joining uh, the Fantasy Fan Podcast.
1: It's my pleasure. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to chat with you guys tonight.
0: How's the season been?
1: <laughs> week 15. I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this knows week 15 was just a disaster. If you survived <laughs> the carnage, good on you. I didn't. It. it was horrific. It was bad. You yeah. know, we, we played the entire season for all this and... Uh, and then all of our players just pooped in the bed. So, you know, <laughs> what it is. Because, yeah,
0: we, uh, on our last episode that we actually just recorded, um, we talked about all of the top guys, like top ten, maybe even the best position, like players, complete, like you said, they just
2: complete, yeah. laid an egg. Gronk and Hill and uh, every, literally Thielen, everybody. Adam Thielen, Thielen, Drew
1: Brees. <laughs> Keenan Allen was my big one because I have Keenan yeah. Allen in a lot of leagues and, man, he just killed me. Yeah, Big fat Zero. I mean, he got hurt, so you can't really... Yeah, I I really can't blame him for that. It's not like Rob out. He's just not playing well right now.
0: Tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you, I guess, get into fantasy pros and and whatnot?
1: Yeah. So, obviously, I've always been big into fantasy sports since I was six years old, playing uh, rotisserie baseball with with my dad. And, uh, you know, I always dreamed about doing this, but I never thought it was possible. Like, this wasn't a job when I was a kid, right? (laughs) And so, I was working in a school district... Uh, doing technology there and I had a lot of free time for a lot of people who work in IT, you know, like you can, sometimes you work like five hours a week. So, um, you know, I was volunteering. I designed an algorithm for a, uh, a draft app to like forecast projections and all kinds of stuff like that. So, you know, I applied for the data scientist job at Fantasy Pros, having no experience with like anything like that, except for, you know, building the algorithms just as a volunteer. They gave me an interview and uh, it worked out. They had uh, the podcasting in mind. I had no idea what I was getting into. And at first, I was way in over my head, but um, you know, it, it ended up working out all right. They went out and got Mike Tagliere for me, who's the perfect guy to work with. And uh, I pinch myself every day; it's the best job in the world.
0: When I listen to you guys, you definitely have like an awesome chemistry. It just it just works. I mean, I'm I don't know. Has he been Has he been doing it like since you started? Like both of you.
1: You know, he had a uh, a different podcast called the Lights Out Podcast for a while, and then he joined Pro Football Focus full-time. I'm not exactly sure what he was doing there, just besides uh, writing and everything. And so he came on my podcast as a guest, and I loved him. I went and told my bosses, like, this guy is the hardest worker in the industry. He knows his stuff. Like, I think he could be the absolute best if he had a chance to be. And so they went out and they hired him full-time, and I was shocked and uh, very excited.
0: So like, do you, do you still do any analytics right now? Or are you still strictly, do they want you focusing more so on the actual podcast itself?
1: So during football season, I don't do as much in analytics. Like I'm still doing the basketball analytics. I'm still doing uh, baseball analytics. Well, right now we're not really doing anything with baseball analytics, but that's definitely my area of expertise is, uh, is analytics. And next year, I don't know if y'all noticed, I haven't done as well in the rankings this year, rankings accuracy as I'd hoped to do. And a lot of the reason why is that I'm an analytics geek, and I wasn't doing any analytics for football. Next year, I'm building my own projection model, and we are going to hit this ball out of the park. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Isn't
0: Tag-
2: isn't area like number like four or five for uh, for consistency or accuracy?
1: He was for a while. Yeah, he's yeah. had a couple rough weeks in there, so he's still obviously in the top quartile. Wow. Um, but I don't know. He's kind of fallen off. He's been in the top five, I think, twice in his career. He is always up there. I mean, yeah. you want to talk about a guy who knows his football, you immediately think Tags, right?
2: Yeah, that's, that's an unbelievable like, badge of honor to have. So yeah. um, to be able to be that consistent year after year is pretty incredible, especially to people. And that's
1: one play. of the biggest benefits of this job. It's like you guys know from the people we have on our podcast, uh, it ranges from some of the best in the industry all over the place. And I pick these guys' brains and I learn from them. And it really helps me with my analysis as well. And uh, Tags is among the best at that.
0: That's awesome. And you have the privilege of you know, working with them all the time
1: <laughs> sure yeah now i just need to get him to baseball because i don't tell anyone but baseball is my main sport so i would love to talk baseball with tags he doesn't know, he doesn't know anything though besides like frank thomas <laughs> I, I have
0: to agree with you i'm actually all three of us actually really love baseball as well
1: awesome we, <laughs> uh, we'll have to chat after the show then because yeah. i like the football show but i'd love to chat
0: <laughs> oh we love baseball we've been doing uh, fantasy baseball for at least like very competitively, probably for the last like four About years. A dec- so. it's, I mean, I'd say it's more than that. <laughs> but I mean, just recently, at least yeah. you know, like more it's like 14, much teams more high and stakes. Stuff. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. And you can pick guys up every day too. I think that's, that's the best part. Honestly, if you're paying attention, right? like as much as I am every single day anyway, now you can make moves too, in baseball more than football.
1: So.
0: Exactly. So we got to ask you, um, so you are from what the, uh, the, you're not from, I guess, but you currently live in uh, like South Illinois.
1: That's right. Yeah. I'm right outside of St. Louis and okay. uh, people in Missouri don't really think I'm from St. Louis, but I'm like 15 miles from Bush stadium. Oh, wow. Um, so, but I live like out in the middle of the woods. Um, nobody really knows that we exist out here.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so not the, you're, not the most. <laughs> <laughs> so are you're bears or um... I, I was listening to a couple podcasts, actually our, uh, our buddies on five yard rush who um, sure. they, they say, hello, but are you, uh, are you a Rams fan?
1: I was a Rams fan, and then they uh, abandoned us in St. Louis. So I was a free agent, and I wanted a team that wasn't very good. So I went with the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> and the next year, they, they won a lot of games. It was a lot of fun for me, and this year was ugly. No. Oh, Better than, like, pretty much every Rams season in the past two decades, though. So I'll take it. Yeah, well, except this year. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. I mean, I got to go completely off course on this. Um, have you, So you're, you like deep dish pizza?
1: Oh, got to love deep, deep, pizza. Oh. And uh, You know, <laughs> my St. Louis homies are going to be really upset with me for saying this, but St. Louis pizza is just awful. And Chicago pizza is the best. <sighs> you, you oh. got- By the way, I was eating pizza right before this podcast, and I've got half a slice <laughs> waiting for me because I didn't get to finish it on time. So after the show, I'm going to be jamming.
0: Oh, that's awesome. But you are talking to three, I guess. Well, New I'm York currently West. in Texas. Yeah, they're in New York and yeah. Jersey, but... Yeah. We're all New Yorkers at hard northeast New York style pizza man have you ever been out have you ever been that way like out that way that you
1: way? know i I have i don't think that I've had New york style pizza in New york i've had it in Phoenix oh. uh, where my parents <laughs> live, and it was incredible i'm assuming it was done the right way. I talked to the uh, the owner and he said, yeah I came from uh, from New York just want to retire and open up my own spot so I don't know. I'm I'm assuming it was the right way, and if that's what you guys have there, oh, it's awesome.
2: It's, it's usually the water. The water is the biggest determining factor of of successful pizza in New York, New Jersey area. For okay, <laughs> for the dough, it's true. Yeah. You got to fold it. You got to
3: fold the slice too. Because I, when I was out in Chicago, I actually tried the deep dish. I I thought it was delicious, but to me, it's yeah. tough to, to eat pizza using a fork and a knife.
1: You know, what it's I mean? kind of like lasagna. Like you have yeah. to do <laughs> something different, right? Like a casserole. Yeah. yeah.
0: How many? I guess uh, from how many? How many leagues are you in? How'd you do this year? What? Uh-
1: so I cut down. I wanted to cut in half because last year I was in 17 leagues and it felt like homework. And uh, I cut down to eight, and it still felt like homework. Uh, I made the playoffs in seven of them. I'm officially out in every single one. I had six of them in the semifinals this weekend, and uh, it was a it was a bad weekend for me. So I can't remember the last time I wasn't playing football in uh, in week 16, but it was rough.
2: Hey, making the semifinals that many, in that many leagues is pretty awesome this year. This was a weird year. so Yeah,
1: yeah. And, you know, I was able to hit on a lot of my picks preseason. Obviously, I missed on some of them. But my big ones that I got in every single league, like Christian McCaffrey, that one worked out pretty well. I had James Conner in literally all eight leagues. And uh, that didn't work out so well at the end of the season. But, um, you know, I drafted him before the Le'Veon Bell News. And just in case something like that happened, I'm uh, kind of glad it did. But it stinks.
0: Like, I mean, you didn't have him in, the, in your semifinals, though.
1: It's all right. You know, I like had um, Jalen yeah. Samuels. I had well, I had Spencer Ware, but obviously, that's not really worth that much.
0: <laughs> when you're doing your your preseason, I guess analytics, and you're going to draft your teams and whatnot. I mean, yeah. so let's say let's say you have someone like really high. Like, I guess, how was you, Kyle how how did you how did you put it the other day? Or, well,
2: that, so about this? like a like a miss, like somebody you have you're super high on someone that you know you're you're willing to tell your entire audience hey this is the person i'm high on this is the person that i want to draft in almost every league and you should too and they just completely whiff like they are just like a like a derrick henry 2017 or like a you know someone that a lot of people are higher on that just completely bottom out like does that affect you like does that like make you feel like like you have to like get you know give back to them somehow (laughs) like you know
1: Yeah. I mean, I kind of carry that whole mindset all the time because, right. I mean, even the best fantasy expert Sean corner is wrong 34% of the time. A a median fantasy expert is wrong about 40% of the time. And your average fan, we've done these contests, you know, who would you start? Who would you sit? The average fan is wrong. 54 I'm sorry a 46 percent of the time and so you know it's all really close but like you're going to be wrong so much that I'm always trying to prove myself With that said I did have some big misses right I was really high on Doug Baldwin this year I went out and I drafted Aaron Rodgers in the late third round everyone's saying late QB I'm like guys Aaron Rodgers returns top 12 VBR every single year and of course he doesn't this year so you know it it really picks up uh, the trolls pick up but that's why the mute is really useful on Twitter
2: yeah the haters will call you out for any miss you have literally yeah
1: i'll tell you who the biggest haters are it's the chiefs fans like okay everyone (laughs) said that patrick mahomes was a high upside guy including myself and so i was like you know you can take him in the 11th 12th round i like uh Dak Prescott, Andrew Luck a little bit more. And all these Chiefs fans, every single week, I have like a dozen guys. I think they're all like friends, and they must say, hey, we need to blast Bobby Fantasy Pro for, for saying, don't draft Patrick Mahomes in the top 10 <laughs> rounds. <laughs> I don't know. Those Chiefs uh, yeah. fans
2: are hardcore. I got, got to respect them. That's But that's ridiculous because like Mahomes in most drafts was going like QB like eight at the highest to like 15.
1: Yeah. I ate, so yes. –
2: that's unbelievable. A lot of people were in that same boat.
1: I don't know. I think a lot of a lot of the trolls are just trying to have fun and get a reaction <laughs> out of you. And you know, if it's done in good spirits, that's cool. I'll respond. Right. If you're going to be a jerk about it, I'll just mute you. Who cares? I don't have time.
0: <laughs> Never thought he would be that good, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, not that good. At
1: least. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes' mom didn't think he was going to do it. <laughs> right? I mean, he's been incredible. Because he's from
0: Texas Tech, right? And like, typically Texas Tech quarterbacks, I mean, don't they just don't do well in the NFL.
1: I mean, we knew he had the big arm. He's fast and everything, but um, he was never turnover prone in, in college. It was—it's just kind of a crapshoot. Like even NFL teams, right? They miss on these guys so often. Who—who who knew Patrick Mahomes might be the best quarterback ever? <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Exactly. Just because you're taking him first round, and I always bring him up, Jamarcus Russell, he's my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he just, you just. There don't... were some big red flags on Jamarcus <laughs> Russell. Just <back. laughs> yeah,
2: because he could throw the ball from sixty yards from his knees, people thought he was the next best thing. Yeah. Brian Leaf, I
0: guess we'll throw
1: Except him out there. He
2: was a two hundred seventy pound quarterback, so.
1: Yeah,
0: I I don't know. I think it was maybe
1: three seventy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, wasn't that his comeback? He was trying to play like. Didn't he try it for the Jets or something like that? Like later Shut on. Up.
1: I don't recall. I've kind of blacked him out from my memory to be honest.
0: <laughs> All right, let's let's say in a perfect world, you know, you can hop into DeLorean with Christopher Lloyd and Go to eighty eight. Michael, yeah, exactly. And then go back to the beginning of I guess pre drafts. Like what what would you I guess any any things you do differently?
1: If I could redo things Here's what I would do. I would stop being optimistic about injuries. Guys like Doug Baldwin, who I recommended to everyone, lock him in. He's a third-round pick. Doug Baldwin, every year, 90 receptions. He's going to do it again. He's going to be healthy in like two weeks. Just You can get him at a discount now. That's stupid. Every single year you get optimistic about these guys who are injured, and every single year they play injured all year, and they suck. And, uh, you know, I'm just too slow to trust guys like Philip Lindsay, Tyler Boyd, uh, every single year, everyone's like, "Oh, we should pick these guys up; they're hot." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Philip Lindsay's going to get replaced by Royce, uh, Royce Freeman? Why would you? Why would you pick him up? Tyler Boyd's a nobody. John Ross is going to pass him up. Meanwhile, they're awesome the rest of the year. So I missed out on a couple guys like that.
0: I bet most of the fantasy world is probably living in a little bit of regret for some of those guys too. Of course,
1: yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? My biggest regret was is uh, in my big important home league. I benched Amari Cooper the week he had three touchdowns, and that cost me the playoffs. That was the league I missed the playoffs in, led the league in points, and uh, I'll never forget that one.
0: So if you would have started him and you were in the playoffs, how would you have fared? Would you have made the finals?
1: In week 15, I I had the highest score in the league by 50 points, and in week 16, I had the highest score in the league, so I would have been in the finals. It's a bummer.
0: That's, (laughs) That's rough. I know we've all been there before. I definitely have been i don't know that's fantasy
1: football though you know if it was super <laughs> predictable, like if you knew who was going to win the Super Bowl at the start of the year, we wouldn't watch football, same with fantasy football if if we knew that the expert in the league was going to win every year, wouldn't it be fun
0: uh so week sixteen obviously is fantasy finals for most leagues um so, I guess, like you said, that you're not, unfortunately, in any finals. So, I would say who, who are must-starts for you and your teams. But, like, is there any guys that are definitely, like, players to avoid?
1: Uh, Kalen Bellage, I don't know if this is really a big name, but so many people are like, got to pick up Kalen Bellage. He looked awesome. He's the fastest guy ever. Matthew Barry loves him. He's super strong. So is Latavius Murray, right? Um, <laughs> if you put Latavius Murray in this Miami offense against Jacksonville's defense, you would never think twice about starting him. That's who Kalen Balazs is. And we don't even know who he's going to start. Right? I mean, um, Kenyon Drake could be the guy. So, I'll, yeah, I'm not interested in that one at all.
3: Cheers. I'm with you.
1: Yeah? Okay, good deal. Um, another quarterback that I'm not really willing to start is Jared Goff against Arizona. I know that Jared Goff is uh, is going to bounce back in the playoffs. He threw 54 pass attempts last week against Philly. It didn't work out for him. He hasn't actually looked that bad. He played in the cold in Chicago, so a lot of people are saying, "Okay, Jared Goff, I, I can live with this." I don't think that you want to live with any quarterback going against Arizona. They haven't had a top ten fantasy quarterback all. Se- they haven't allowed a top ten fantasy quarterback all season. I don't think it happens this week with the way Goff's been playing. I think they run the ball a ton with John Kelly. I, I do think that Todd Gurley's going to end up sitting out this game. I don't see why they would press their luck with him having a sprained knee. I uh, want to get him ready for the playoffs, and it's against Arizona. Arizona has the easiest run defense. You put in John Kelly for 25 carries, you're going to win this game by two touchdowns. He's a stud. Yes. We were just yeah. talking about that earlier. Yeah. I love he went it. To the wor- yeah. He went
2: to the worst possible yeah. scenario when he was drafted. He, he did. really did,
1: right? Imagine if he was drafted by Jacksonville. Well, obviously, Jacksonville oh. had a lot of offensive line problems, but what I'm saying is when Leonard Fournette went out, he would have been the starter for six weeks, and everyone would have seen this kid and said, hold on Holy a second. Crap. you got Someone who's as big as Marshawn Lynch, and he plays like Brian Westbrook? Yeah. This guy's a superstar. No one knew that Kareem Hunt was a superstar until Spencer Ware got hurt. No one knew Alvin Kamara was a superstar until Adrian Peterson was traded to the Cardinals. I think we're about to find out John Kelly has a superstar future because he is a monster. Yeah. I like it.
3: I'm pumped up, man. Tennessee, Tennessee could be the next Kamar I mean, he played at the same college, right? So
1: yeah, they're they're churning out those running backs. Arian Foster as well, until he uh, stopped eating meat and then his body kind of broke, broke down. I bet, I don't think it's really a good idea for an NFL running back. But
0: he just went from like. Too healthy. Elite to like completely falling off the face of the earth, Aaron Foster. Yeah.
1: Once everyone f- figured out that he started like peeing in hot tubs and stuff, I just think they <laughs> didn't want to draft him.
0: <laughs> oh. oh my God. I love it. Uh, so who are your, some of your must starts this week then? Not must starts, but guys that you're looking.
1: Sure. Yeah. I love David and Joku going up against Cincinnati. They've been kind of uh a train wreck. And I know when Joku is so up and down, this is going to be an up week for him. I really do believe that. And he's getting a lot of targets as well. So if you've got Injoku, don't get cute. I would keep rolling him out there. Somebody else that I absolutely love is Robert Foster. And chances are he's available on your waiver wire right now. Maybe someone picked him up this week, but not as many people are paying attention since they're out. Guys, I've got Robert Foster in my top 24 wide receivers this week. Four out of the last five weeks, 94 plus receiving yards. And you watch him play. He's special. He's like a Robert Woods, Tyler Boyd, where it's like, well, who's this guy? He's not going to last. No, I'm telling you, Robert Foster is good.
0: I was just talking about him on our last episode, too, the breakdown, like you just said, has been tearing it up for, for Buffalo. Like his, I mean, Josh Allen doesn't throw the ball that much anyway, Yeah, but he's still getting a good percentage of the actual like pass attempts all in on Robert Foster as well.
1: Yeah, I'm a big believer in Robert Foster. Trying to acquire him in some dynasty leagues while everyone thinks they're selling high. Meanwhile, I think I'm buying low.
0: Both young, you know, they can grow together. Even Josh Allen. Well, the yeah. thing is, people thought Zay Jones was going to be the
2: number one there oh. after the after the one or two weeks he had Yeah, with Josh Allen. But the, the more I watch Foster, the more I can see that they actually have a pretty good connection.
1: The thing with Zay Jones was he was great in the slot. That's who he is. He's a slot receiver. They moved him outside and he can't handle it because he's being covered by better guys. Right now they've got McKenzie in the slot, and it's actually the best possible matchup this week against the Patriots uh, because they're kind of weak in the slot. So if you are really desperate for a wide receiver and can't pick up Robert Foster or Curtis Samuel, Mike Williams, one of these guys, go ahead and start McKenzie this week. I think it's going to be a nice, solid week for him.
0: When you're preparing and whatnot for the draft and the season, can you kind of like break down for – for us and like, you know, and, and the listeners out there, like what you do, I guess strategies that you do, you know what I mean? Wait on a quarterback or whatever it is.
1: Um, it Just take the value as it comes. First four rounds, no matter what. I don't care if that means you take four wide receivers, four running backs, if you take a tight end and a quarterback and two running backs, whatever it may be, take the best available players because the difference between number five and number six, or the difference between number twelve and number thirteen, is so much bigger than the difference between you know eighty and eighty nine so if you need to go out and reach for a tight end later or you need to go out and reach for a third wide receiver later, that's fine. You more than make up that value by drafting the best player available early. Um, with that said, in terms of preparation, I mean it really comes down to. Um, looking at a a number of things, opportunity is the most important opportunity is King Jamal Williams sucks. He's a terrible running back, right? But he's going to get 20 carries this week when he was the bell cow back for the green Bay Packers last year in eight games, he was a top 10 fantasy quarterback Uh, Sorry, sorry. sorry. Top 10 fantasy running back. Um, And the reason why is because opportunity is king. So you're looking for that opportunity to see uh, who's definitely going to have the job, who's going to get a lot of work. And that's most important to me. And then scheme comes next. Talent is third on this list. If you're in Josh Josh McVay's system, if you're in Sean Payton's system, Andy Reid, if you're the running back, I don't care who you are. I want you on my team. And then talent finds its way to work to the top, typically. Um, Like we figured that Portland Sutton was going to get involved and he hasn't really delivered yet, but um, you know, that tends to turn into opportunity. So those are the three big things I look into. And then my favorite thing to do to practice is go to draft wizard. It's something we have on our site, fantasy pros, and you can practice mock drafts instead of doing like a Yahoo mock draft where it takes 40 minutes and people are being turds in the lobby. Um, you can just go draft wizard draft against the experts. Basically it takes four minutes. I do like five of these bad boys at lunch every single day to get ready. And uh, there's nothing better than practicing from every slot in every league type.
2: Yeah, like, I, I agree with that. Like, best player available for me throughout those first I – I mean, for me, it's more than, like, six, seven, eight rounds, actually. Like, I just – I want to load up on talent and not care as much about position. But, like, yeah. if you would look at, like, 2018, for example, the draft. Like, you know, you said, like, Sean McVay, you know, that type of offense, Sean Payton type of offense. Like, Brandon Cooks, for example, people were saying, oh, well, he's in that third, fourth, fifth round. You know, is that too rich for my blood? And then he turns out he's going to be a thousand-yard receiver and, you know, seven, eight-plus touchdowns. yeah. Like, does like w- were you all in on that or were you more skeptical as well with the Brandon Cooks because of the wide receiver scenario
1: you know I was a lot higher on Brandon Cooks okay. than everybody else I'm glad you brought him up because that was actually one of my hits and I got mocked relentlessly yeah. for this on Twitter because especially Reddit like people are mean on Twitter you go on Reddit as a, fan, a football expert and people are jerks <laughs> they're, they're like they'll make you cry I yep. don't actually yep. cry about this stuff <laughs> So you got you to gotta have thick skin, but we won't tell anyone <laughs> People want, like making fun of me. Can you believe this guy? He's a fake fantasy football expert because he believes Brandon cooks is going to do well in Sammy Watkins role. Um, so yeah, that one. Worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Cause I just thought about that. Cause when you send Sean McVay, I was thinking like, you know, I know a lot of people were skeptical about the, the wide receiver situation in Los Angeles with the Rams because there was three of them who was the higher on who, you know? So I was always quite, you know, best player available for me. Like, I, I mean, I went into the season like in Cooper cup more. Um, so that was you know that's why when you brought up something like that, I thought of that
0: hey they were all working out good yeah I mean yeah I mean, the whole offense was
2: clicking yeah he took cooper cup tour, everything
0: yeah but. he kind of took the whole offense down with him too a couple of weeks later <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> who's your who's your mVP this year Kyle is it mVP I mean do we want to know I mean for the regular season and then and then we'll talk about your fantasy mvp i mean personal yeah
2: per, one of them would be a personal fantasy mvp this year somebody who carried you through as many leagues as possible and someone who you know whoever you think the real actual mvp is of the league.
1: yeah the nfl mvp i mean i think it's gonna be patrick mahomes now when you think mvp you think best quarterback on the best team i hate that I think it's, who's the player that helps his team the most? Who was the best quarterback in the NFL? Like, if you take Drew Brees and you put him on the Chiefs, I think he blows Patrick Mahomes' numbers out of the water. Um, You know, because Drew Brees has Michael Thomas. And then nobody. He's got the running backs, but he was extremely efficient. He had the most efficient season in NFL history this year. And I think a lot of people don't realize that because of Mahomes' gaudy numbers. So I think Drew Brees was the best player in the NFL this year. I think Patrick Mahomes had the best season, if that makes sense.
0: No, it totally makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For for fantasy MVP, um, I think a lot of people would say – uh, Todd Gurley, just because of the peer numbers or Patrick Mahomes. I think it really comes down to value. Where did you draft the guys? Uh, James Conner is up there for me, but my pick for, for MVP, and this is going to surprise some people, it's Travis Kelsey. He was 120 fantasy points better, at least he is so far this year, than the number 12 fantasy tight end Drafted in the third round. If you had Travis Kelsey, you never had to worry about tight end and start Ian Thomas or Matt Lacoste or one of these bombs. You just started Travis Kelsey every week, and you got, like, wide receiver one numbers out of it. I want that next year. I'm going to draft him in the early second round.
2: Yeah, if you, if you, ever, if you, ever, if you ever talk about tight ends, again, you'll realize that we, we hate the tight end. I, mean, I do at
1: least. Let's get I rid actually, of kickers, defense, tight ends, make it the tight end an extra wide yeah, receiver. Right, I agree. And let's just be done with it. Like yeah. seriously, we've got six good tight ends. And meanwhile, we've got like Tom Brady on our benches and we're starting guys like Ian Thomas. Give me a break. Let's change fantasy football.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Revolution. Yeah. Revolutionizing. Honestly, I'm fine with that. I I think that I'd rather have a kicker than a tight end position because I was streaming tight ends that, didn't belong starting on anybody's
1: team they're by far so. the most volatile position over kicker over dst over idp whatever yeah. it may be tight end is a disaster i've been talking to the yahoo guys about that because uh you know i think they're a lot more willing to change the industry and and take that first step and uh it might be on board guys i don't know if it happens this off season but they're listening to a lot of people saying the same stuff
0: that could be that could be huge yeah the-
1: <laughs> and make two quarterbacks standard i don't know about you guys but i think the best the most important position in all of sports should also be the most important position in in fantasy football make quarterbacks touchdowns worth 6 make interceptions worth -4 start two guys every week let's draft Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, Patrick Mahomes first, second and third overall
0: wow i love that i love that take i've wow. never i've never done the only time i did like a two quarterback league was when when we were just messing around you know just on like in yeah. free leagues and stuff and i was just like oh sure I'll do that. 20, 20, you know, 30 guys on my roster. All right, let's do it.
1: Like, can you believe we're talking about pass catching backs for the Oakland Raiders as guys we would rather start than Tom Brady?
0: Tom Brady, I don't even, I don't, I don't know how I feel about him this week. I think he's kind of on his, on his downslope. Yeah, but you can't say that and then, then all of a sudden he'll throw
2: three or four touchdowns in I know, that's the thing about, about Tom. Also.
1: I think you can say it, guys. He's, he's just not <laughs> as good right now. He hasn't been accurate. Um, I don't know. He's going up against Buffalo, who might have the best pass defense in the NFL. I've got Tom Brady as my QB 18 this week oh. behind Josh Allen, Mitch Trubisky, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Baker Mayfield. So I, I would not play him unless it's a two QB league.
0: Yeah. We had a, uh, we had a question. Um, Tom Brady or Kirk cousins. I don't think it's close. Was uh yeah. And we all, we all picked cousins because Buffalo, they're giving up 200 yards
1: through the air per yeah. game.
0: That's. Like I'd go
1: with Cousins. That one's pretty close, though. Yeah.
0: Oh, I don't know. Cousins, he's... Just, eh. He's so hit or miss this year.
1: Yeah, I've got him number 16. I do not want to rely... I would rather rely on Josh Allen this week than, than Kirk Cousins in the Fantasy Championship, which I never thought I would say. We made fun of Josh Allen so much in the preseason.
0: I think we did, too, maybe? <laughs> I think everyone <laughs> I mean, did. Why would you
1: not? Did. I mean, he wrote, runs like Moe's from The Office, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know he's getting better he's definitely getting, I've been impressed with Josh Allen he seems like a good kid too so yeah. I'm rooting for him but he needs some improvement too oh also,
2: yeah he also needs some better pieces on offense a better offensive line some weapons so he has no yeah. running game really so um it's you know he he is a good quarterback and I think he's got some good intangibles
0: but
1: yeah
0: I mean he'll get you just 10 points alone just on rushing the ball
1: <laughs> absolutely that's basically two and a half passing touchdowns every game <laughs> This
0: is great. You I'll, know, take
1: food, just... I'll take food questions as well if you guys have them for me. <laughs>
2: well, you like deep dish pizza, so we're already off to a rocky start. But <laughs> I mean, I mean... <laughs> so if you, could, if you could give like a listener out there, like, like for me, I always pride myself on, on research, research, research. Like you can't just show up to your draft yeah. and be like, I'm ready to go. No, no research, just kind of willy-nilly, just, you know, showing up. Uh, with some papers and hand printed from websites if you could offer some type of advice to somebody who is getting into fantasy football who is trying to break into high you know high stakes or into you know certain leagues to want to compete what would you give them besides research like what would be your biggest like
1: you know advice to them i would say the most important thing and uh, this is going to sound a little bit crazy but it's weird is Twitter. Get yourself on Twitter. There is so much information out there. It's a bunch of smart – a bunch of doofuses, but a bunch of smart people who are sharpening each other's brain and making each other uh, sharper. Um, and, and, you know, takes get blasted on there, but it really helps refine your stance on, on who a good player is going into the season. So follow all the smartest guys in the industry. Follow Evan Silva. Follow Jim Sandis from Numberfire. Follow J.J. Zacharison. Follow Jake Seeley, Mike Tagliere. Follow all these guys, and you are going to learn more about football than you could ever learn by listening to podcasts or reading articles um, because they're giving you their hottest takes every single day.
0: This podcast, we, we started it last year. Um, we wanted to do baseball and football. So it was a little – a long time coming for us. Ambitious. This is what we love to do, you know. So we were like, hey, why not start a podcast? We didn't realize – I mean, social media, obviously. I do not like social media at all.
1: I agree, man. It is the worst. Is I ne- I didn't have any social media accounts before I got this job, and they're like, "Hey, you should probably make a Twitter." I was like, "Come on,
0: really?" But you know, I
1: spend a lot of my time on it because that's part of my job. And
0: exactly, and that's and that was one thing that we kind of I kind of regret um, that we didn't start it up last year when we first started the podcast, and then beginning of this season, we were like, "Hey, I was like, why don't we more on Twitter?" And then I mean, we don't have like thousands of followers, but we're I mean, we're getting there. We're almost at 300 we're steadily growing we've grew a lot like you said twitter is just it's the gateway it's it's insane how much is out there and the whole community you know like the fantasy community is like it's it's kind of cra- everybody's just so friendly like you said there's trolls there's a lot of doofuses out there you know but yeah it's just it's just really great you know how everybody's like willing to help and no matter who you are
1: from what i found in the fantasy industry 95% of the people are just the nicest guys who want the easiest, most fun job and not the easiest because we work really hard. Uh, don't, I don't, I, I don't know why I said that, but um, you know, just the most fun job in the world. And they're really lighthearted people because of that. Um, I consider a lot of them my friends because of our relationships on Twitter as weird as it is. I haven't met a lot of these guys in real life, but um, there's a lot of good people out there.
2: Yeah. When you're doing something, you love like football and mixing it with, you know, like, you know, camaraderie with other people and talking football and talking fantasy it makes you know a job you know exciting and worthwhile so absolutely um, uh, my my last question for you um, you know it's it's more of the like as a numbers guy as someone who's in analytics do you take more do you advise somebody more on the analytics standpoints as stats like is that the most important thing to you and when it comes to drafting when it comes to preparing his stats or is it you know watching actually watching somebody play like does that matter just as much to watch them or is you know are you basing all of your information off the numbers
1: i'll say this if you were blind right there's a fantasy football expert who is blind he's doing really well in the expert accuracy competition if you were blind and couldn't watch football whatsoever I think that you would be better off just looking at the underlying numbers and seeing the details of, um, of what is making him do well rather than just going out there and watching football. And I would say that even if you are Evan Silva and you understand the game better than any other fantasy expert in the industry, I think that the numbers tell a better story than the film does.
3: Did you play football growing up at all?
1: I did, yeah. I was a, uh, a running back.
3: Nice, nice, because I think – because, I mean, I played through high school a little bit in college. I mean, D3, right, so – Sure. I wasn't going to make it in the, in the pros, obviously, but
0: – Hey, you I never think, know, brother. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah, of course. I mean <laughs> – Just, <laughs> just playing, you
1: understand the game so much. Um, yeah, I mean, it really does help out. But with that said, if you didn't know a single thing about football and you learned to study the statistics, I think that you could do really well in fantasy football.
0: Well, I mean, obviously you would know because you have analytic background, you know, you've done it.
1: I don't do that. I watch every single play every single week. So don't get me wrong. I'm not like not (laughs) watching football or anything. But if I had to choose between the two, not watching football or not looking deep into the stats, I would choose not watching football.
2: Yeah, it's like it's kind of like a money ball (laughs) concept.
1: exactly like, i'm yeah, a big like, money ball guy yeah. i grew up when other kids were outside you know playing in the dirt and everything i was reading bill james bill big james abstracts yeah. Yeah. and uh that's who i am
0: <laughs> nothing wrong with it it got you to where you are right now right i guess
1: <laughs> that's right hey by the way you guys have exactly 666 tweets right now so you might want to oh say- god
0: <laughs> holy crap um, well all right
1: we will have to send a tweet
2: out. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter what it says at this point, honestly. Oh my just god,
1: I, am,
0: I will. I will out there. Thank you. <laughs> do, you go by, do you go by Bobby or, or Robert? Is it? Yeah,
1: yeah, I go by Bobby.
0: Bobby, okay.
1: Maybe Bobby. should have changed it before I got into the industry because it's just not super professional, right? But um, hey. you know, I came in as Bobby. I'm sticking it with Bobby. <laughs>
0: this was a fantastic episode. Really, really appreciate you know you taking the time out. And like you said, I know you work really hard. You got a family to chat with us.
1: It's my pleasure. You guys are doing a really good job and uh, looking forward to seeing how you guys end up.
0: Thank you. Um, and do you want to uh, let our listeners know um, how they can find you and whatnot?
1: Yeah, I'm writing uh, five articles a week for Fantasy Pros, and I'm going to be coming up with a lot of baseball content here in the near future once uh, football starts to wrap up. We cover the offseason as well. And I'm on the Fantasy Pros football podcast hosting with Mike Teglier, and I'm on Twitter at BobbyFantasyPro.
0: Thank you
2: so much.
1: It was my pleasure. You guys have a great weekend.
2: Awesome, man. Thanks, you too.
3: Take care, man. Thank you.